Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hello and welcome to the Indie Incursion Podcast. I am the ghost formerly known as Von Hyde. Uh, of course, I'm jo- joined by my co-host Josh. And today, uh, I actually kind of fulfilled a requirement of having a podcast about indie games and indie devs. I actually have an indie dev on the podcast. Uh, we have Greg Lobanoff. Hopefully I said your name right. I, it's an issue on this podcast. <laughs> he is the developer of Wondersong. How are you doing today? I'm doing just wonderful. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. How, are you excited about this interview today? <laughs> I, yeah, sure. I, I, I like talking about Wondersong. It's like my favorite thing. I would assume it's your favorite thing. Yeah, I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Put so much time into it. Might as well like it, right? Yeah, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> I've always kind of wondered that about indie devs. Like, uh, that sounds kind of odd. I've wondered that about game devs entirely, if they enjoy their own games. I would assume you have to. But I was like, huh, I just find that kind of an odd question to ever ask in an interview. How about that? Do you enjoy your own game? Have you actually played through your own game? Uh, I haven't. Uh, yeah, actually, okay. I Normally I wouldn't have, but I did think I, I think I did end up playing through it. Like, like the way that I experience it as the person who makes it is very like piecemeal, you know, because I make every little piece bit by bit and like I watch other people play it a lot for sure. Um, I don't know that I've actually sat down and played it from beginning to end on one save file, like, ever. I'm not sure if I've done that. I've played every part of the game, like, a hundred times or whatever, but, <laughs> uh, I don't know if I've done, like, the full experience. But I do like it. I like Wandersong a lot. Like, obviously, I'm, I'm super crazy about it. I think that, um, like, I've done a lot of different kinds of games before. I know that, um, like... I made a roguelike game um, before I made Wander Song, and that one, like of all the games I've worked on, was probably the most fun for me because it, like, even now, it's still like surprising, you know? Like I can, I can, I can see situations I haven't seen before because it's kind of generated by not myself. Like something like Wander Song, which is like always the same every time. I think that's easy to get to get sick of, and you know, it's like a really, it's like a jokes game. So once you know the jokes, I mean, I still think it's great, but like. I think that it kind of has a different kind of shelf life to it than a roguelike game for someone who made it, I guess. Like, Wonder Song, I just, it's like, for me, like, looking into a mirror or something, like, it's very, <laughs> it's, and it's, yeah, it's, it's just that one image that's just me. So, I still like it, but yeah. Yeah, it's like a piece of you. Yeah. It's, it's your sense of humor. Yeah, but like, it's kind of like, like reading, it's probably closer to like reading a book or watching a movie in the sense that like, it's, it's like a known quantity of an experience, so... I don't know. Yeah, it's probably closer to like how those people experience their own artwork. I don't know. That was a long-winded answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're totally fine. Yeah, a long-winded answer is is nice. You uh, you said you created games before. Did any like really notable titles that just roll off the tongue, or are uh, these like definitely not notable? But I've done like my first like breakout game maker hit was called Assassin Blue in like 2008 2009. I was just reminiscing about that because I was realizing that the 10-year anniversary is coming up really soon. Uh, 
<laughs> and then I, I made a bunch of other games. Uh, I did one called Phantasmaburbia. Uh, that was like a, a suburban JRPG about ghosts in 2012 that was kickstarted. Um, and then uh, Coin Crypt was my last, like, it was like a roguelike game. It was in early access for a couple years. It was, like a, it was a roguelike card game. Uh, that one came out in, jeez, uh, like 2013? 13? 13. It was, yeah, it was 2013 early access, and then 2014 it came out for real. And then I biked across America, and then I made Wander Song. And there's a lot of other games in between there that people would care even less about. But those are, like, the most notable ones, probably. Yeah. I've been doing games for, like, over 10 years now. Wow. That's really interesting. How um how did you how did you fall into this style of genre after all of those different types? It sounds like you've done a little bit of everything. What what really brought you towards doing something like Wonder Song? Um my so like my very first games that I did were really story based games or kind of like like it'd be a Zelda like or like a, like Assassin Blue is kind of like a platformer. I guess that is like Wonder Song actually. Um but yeah, they were all like like story based games and I was really interested in that kind of like I don't know, yeah, just telling cool stories in games. So that's what got me into it in the first place. Um, Phantasmaburbia was, like, my last really big story game in 2012. That was, yeah, six years ago. Um, and that one, like, that was the last game where I, I spent, like, a long... It was, like, like two and a half years or something, like, a really long development cycle. I put a lot of myself into it. Um, and, like, most games that come out in general, like, it didn't do, like, amazing or anything. It didn't blow up or whatever. It was just, like, a little RPG. But I put a lot of, like, time and effort into it and, like... Even, you know, I, I think that, like, there was some disconnect. Like, I felt, like, kind of disappointed. Like, I think that was that was around, like, Indie Game, the movie came out. And I guess I had this idea in my head of, like, oh, wow, like, making a really cool, like, game that you spend all this time on, like, is a worthwhile thing. And, like, that's the kind of thing that could blow up and a million people could fall in love with your game or whatever. And that didn't happen for me. And I think, like, I had, there was just, there was just kind of this, like, moment of awareness of, like, oh, wow, like, it's not that easy. <laughs> like, you have to actually, I don't know, yeah, like, I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of luck involved, or, like, you have to make something that people really want, and yada yada. Um, but that got me kind of interested in, like, I guess exploring different kinds of game design. Like, making story games is a really lengthy, really personal journey, and I started to think, like, ah, oh, maybe, like, I need to get better as a game. Like, I'm, I'm coming into this as a storyteller, but I think what I need to do is, like, learn how to be a better game designer, so I spent a lot of time making like yeah I made like a I made puzzle games and I made like a mobile slingshot shoot 'em up that actually was really cool uh, and I like puzzle yeah, puzzle games I made like uh, like kind of like a weird Metroidvania mobile game as well like just a bunch of random stuff um, basically just trying to like explore like different kinds of genres and gameplay styles and like not emphasize story but think about just how to make a game that's good on its own merit without like I don't know characters or story stuff. Um, and then Wandersong, to finally answer your question, I felt like I was kind of coming full circle. Uh, I was trying to marry, like, all of that, like, like my, my passion, which is to tell stories, and I was trying to marry that with, like, um, all this kind of game design sensibility and, and learning that I'd accrued over years of experimentation. I was trying to make something that was, like, used really good game design and was really fun and cool game mechanics um, in, in support of telling a story, basically. So that's that's how I came to that. <laughs> <laughs> all right wow that's quite yeah. an answer yeah um oops let me let me ask you this about uh basically all that so out of all of those elements what was really the inspiration that 
cause you to use the the color wheel platform so everything is based in this game on that color wheel uh for all the different pitches how did you land on that was that something you knew specifically while writing that you were going to do something like that or was it just kind of as you went on that mechanic just built into the system that was the very first idea that the whole game started from so <laughs> everything was decided in relation to the fact that there was going to be a, a color music wheel like yeah li- like literally like the first thing like i had i had an idea like oh like i wonder if it could be game about like oh, well, oh actually the idea was like could i make a controller into a musical instrument and then i made like a little prototype that was just like a blank void like a gray screen and i made like the little rainbow wheel on there just like a really like simple input test thing and then I just played, you know, with that, with the controller. And I was like, you know, made little, like, music with this, like, the wheel, rainbow wheel floating in the void. And I was like, this is really cool. And then I started to have ideas about just, like, an entire game that just grew out of that little wheel. So, yeah, everything. Like, literally everything. In, like, no, like, that's the one, like, seed in this game that everything else is, is based on. That's a really small seed to base a game on. That's <laughs> awesome. I never had expected that. That's really sweet. I personally like love the the kind of weird color wheel. I feel like it goes with everything in the game. Like mm. everything just seems a little weird <laughs> and just really interesting. Mm. I don't know why I love that so much. But <laughs> did you ever expect? So I had this moment while playing Wonder Song where I was just in the first town. And uh, so you have it to where there's just a normal like song overlay, but then when you actually start to like sing, it'll change the tempo and it just changes the song pretty much like it's it just changes in an interesting way. Have has anybody ever told you that they just like sat there and listened to the music of your game for like an extended period of time? <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure people have. Yeah, there's there's a lot of parts of the game where like we kind of made it to do that. Like, um. My, I think a lot of people's favorite bit. One of my favorite bits, just like have you've beaten it, right? You played I, through it. I haven't. Yeah, Josh has. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Well, so there's, I'll just say there's areas of the game where we kind of like intentionally designed it to do that, where like just sitting still and listening to music for a bit is kind of like a fun thing to do, and, and as as a contrast to singing and running around. So yeah, we we thought a lot about like the audio experience of this game was always in our minds. It's just like. How to make each area, yeah, like like how to make obviously how to make cool music, but also how to have interesting interactions between like the player input and the music, and making each area have like a distinct sound to it, and and be fun to just like hang out in and listen to. Um, yeah, our sound designer M, who did like like she did like audio like sound effects, not music, but she actually did a lot of work with that as well. Like um, we kind of like found like this is stuff that I didn't think about at all, but she thought a lot about like finding areas of the game, like, making areas of the game where there were no music, like, places you could go to where it would get really quiet, or just places where the music would be, like, quieter or, or, or louder, or, like, you know, kind of emphasizing different elements of, of the audio so that people could, could kind of, like, in over the course of the journey, like, have, go through, like, different, really, really different feeling spaces and also kind of find places that where they were comfortable in to kind of sit around and just play with stuff. So... Yeah, yeah, all that was thought about, <laughs> and I think definitely people like have had that experience or similar experiences with it. I'm glad I'm not just the weird one who sat there and listened to the music for a while. <laughs> that's that's really nice for me, mm-hmm. at least. So you've obviously heard from a lot of people, and we 
briefly talked about before we actually started recording um, that you've checked out reviews for Wonder Song and everything. Did what kind of like response did you expect to see from Wonder Song? Um, and I don't know. Do you enjoy the response? Which is kind of a weird thing to ask, uh, just because you had spoken about your other games and how it's kind of hard to make like an indie hit. Yeah. Did you? expect it to kind of i would say this game's blown up like people are talking about it people are definitely talking, talking about, about, it. about it um <laughs> i'm definitely i have been overwhelmed it's it, yeah my expectations are really low for um actually for review specifically i honestly because the game is so not like other games i just kind of assumed like oh most reviewers are just gonna be like well like it's a weird game so like i don't know six out of ten like not enough spikes or something, you know, like, we actually do get reviews, well, no one, no one writes, we get reviews who write stuff like that, we don't get bad reviews who write stuff like that, I'm, I'm really happy to say that a lot of reviews are like, this game, like, isn't really hard and doesn't have any spikes, but actually it's not bad, so, like, 8 out of 10, <laughs> but that's way higher than they I, very I, specifically are looking for spikes, I think, no, honestly, okay, there's been some really, <laughs> I, I don't know, if people say some things in reviews that I, I just disagree with, um, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. Basically, yeah, people like the game. People connect it with the story way more than I expected to. People like enjoy the game way more on average than I expected them to. I kind of thought it would be a really niche. Like, some people are gonna hate this game, and some people are gonna love this game. And in general, it seems like most people just really like it. I haven't seen people who hate it, and there are definitely people who like had their expectations subverted by the game's kind of like style or difficulty or whatever but um yeah like people in general seem to like it a lot more than i expected that's been nice yeah in general i love the reaction that people have had like it's really fucking awesome actually (laughs) (laughs) um it's 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 funny too like we we don't have like it's still a niche game we actually don't have a huge audience like you said like it's blown up it's interesting because yeah like i like I think the, so. The average Wander Song player is way more active and way more vocal about playing it than just the average video game player is. So we have this appearance of having like a really huge active audience where it's actually not as big as it seems. But it is true that like there is just an overwhelming just like wave of positivity from all over the place for this game, and that's what I love about. It. I mean, that's that's like I actually said this many times like when we were kickstarting and before it came out. Just like to me, it was always more important that. Like, I wanted to make something that people really loved. And, you know, it was like, if only 10 people play this game, and those 10 people, like, it's their favorite game ever, like, that would be way better to me than, like, a million people play this game and no one cares about it, you know? Just, like, it, they play and they forget about it. I would so much, and I, I have, and I'm so much happier to have, like, <clears throat> just a few people who play this game and go crazy for it. Like, that's, that's really what I wanted. And that really makes it kind of feel worth it. That, you know, we, I made this game that really resonated with at least somebody and in this case it seems like it resonated with a lot of people so i'm, I'm yeah i'm really happy <laughs> that's good yeah yeah <laughs> i mean just just to tag on to that point like that was one of the things that i had to change my mindset of when i was going into the game initially mm-hmm. um because and I, I put it in my review and i've talked about this at the start of the game it does seem a little slow just because it isn't a normal game it's not really a game i think of it more as um with certain games you have it more as like an art form. <laughs> it is a story that's mm-hmm. what you're playing this game for mm-hmm. once i was hooked into the story that's really what kept me going mm-hmm. um you know there are elements to it but it's not it's not going to be you know your next call of duty your next something crazy um and that's fine that's not what it tries to be and that's what i I definitely respected about the game and what i 
did enjoy the most was you know i'm playing this for that interesting storyline for that you know the hardship of the bard going through trying to actually become the hero even though he's not supposed to be mm-hmm. oh sweet thank you <laughs> I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad that worked for you too yeah i just didn't yeah. expect that i really didn't <laughs> <laughs> um one of the things i, I i'll pin back on that is so uh i'm just looking through some of the screenshots that i was taking and some of the things while i was playing the game um is there any inspiration um from a theater perspective and the only reason i ask this is because of the way you chunk this out into acts as well as at the end when you beat the game you get to go back into all of the different ones and it kind of is drawn out kind of like it's on a stage so to speak um like I think the theater stuff was more just a really useful, um, like, visual motif to communicate stuff, you know? Like, I, I did want to split the game into chapters, and um, there were, I think there were a couple other ideas that floated around, but, like, the theater, the theater kind of, I don't know, motif seemed to just work, like, it fits with the game really well because it's a musical, so that just seemed to make sense. And then it just kind of helps to, like, communicate things like, you're in a new chapter of the game, you know, like, and, and that kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah. So it wasn't, like, I mean, like, I've, you know, when I was in high school, I did, like, musical, I did, like, the musical stuff or whatever. Like, I was in I was in theater performances. Like, I liked that stuff, I you know. But I, I wouldn't say that it was, like, I, I think it fit in, yeah, just, just more as, like, a, a useful, like, information communicator for this one. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. So something I did want to ask you about just overall the development of Wonder Song and I guess possibly the the reception of it. Um, what would you say the most like difficult part of it was just in general? Was it I, I don't know in in my head I would say the most difficult part of like making a game is waiting to see how people react to it. <laughs> but I don't know what what's the what was the most difficult part of putting out Wonder Song? Um. Or you mean like, the, or the difficult part of like, or of just making the it, right? development of it yeah. in general? I mean, yeah, so there yeah. definitely was a long period of waiting for it to come out, or not long. Well, it feels like forever, but yeah, I remember that being kind of like, uh, well, okay, I would say like even harder than that for this game was um, like the process of uh, how do I put it? I mean, I was gonna say writing, but it's not really just writing because it's like. Um, like for this game, the the story and kind of like the way, like the game, the game, the way the game unfolds is completely based on the story. So like making decisions about story is really making decisions about like every other part of the game. Um, but there was kind of this like uh, to make a game like like Wander Song uh, in 2018 <laughs> was like I like for me just a really memorable challenge with it because. Um, like from the outset, our goal was to make something that was really that felt. So our goal was to make something that felt optimistic, and felt really honest. Those are like our two like big things that I wanted to like marry together was with the feeling of the story. Um, and we're it feels like lately we've been in a world that where those two things are not um, like possible <laughs> at the same time. You know, like it's like it's like there were a lot of like specific things in the game that I wanted to like kind of talk about and address where like like I, you know, I don't know. Uh, like, <laughs> basically just, like, the real world has been so depressing lately, and so to make a game that's, like, trying to say, hey, like, I know the world's depressing, but also, like, what if it was happy? You know, what if what if it didn't feel so bad? Like, that's just a really challenging, like, it's been really, it was really challenging to find, like, that voice um, sometimes, like, with, with just, yeah, I guess, like, how to tell the story in a way that people felt, like, wasn't, you know, wasn't, wasn't, like, uh, uh, like hand waving away like real world problems, 
um, but also like still found something positive in the end to say or something like like you know something positive to take away. That was really hard, um, <laughs> just because it felt yeah just in conflict with what the world around us was kind of doing. But and at the same time, I actually feel like because we did that, I feel a lot happier with the story. Like I think we, I, I'm 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 proud of like what we kind of landed with, and I I do feel like we kind of did the best we could <laughs> to do that and I feel like the story really um, benefited as a result and and for me personally it gave me like a lot it was it gave me a really useful kind of like perspective to look at real life events from you know because when I was making when I was making this game like Wander Song was always my filter that everything kind of passed through so when things got really shitty like I always had Wander Song to kind of like filter the world through and be like okay well like how does Wandersong talk about this or like how does this how does this experience fit into Wandersong that was kind of like useful for me <laughs> so yeah but that yeah. yeah you're just channeling kind of your life experiences into Wandersong but I don't know trying to make it like more optimistic and happy yeah or, or just not not trying to make it but trying to find the optimism that was there because I didn't want to just like lie and say something is happy when it's not <laughs> but that's what made it hard is like I'm I'm trying to like be honest and I'm also trying to like yeah like be be happy <laughs> yeah it's it's yeah, often that the two are not easy in the world we live in yeah yeah it's crazy that you haven't played up to this point Vaughn because basically what he's describing is is so elegantly put in the discussion between the two main characters uh in this game um so it's really it's really interesting to hear the backstory of it being even a therapeutic uh element to yourself as opposed Mm. to what you give off to the audience um just because you know that's that's one of the moments those are you know one of the reasons why i did connect with this game is you know there everyone has tough things in their life and sometimes it's not easy to put a smile on um and it's the whole the whole fact of you know miriam talking with the bard and saying you know like i don't understand how you can always be so positive about these things and trying to you know see the light in what is happening around you so it's it's a really good uh message throughout the the game that for anything if that's the takeaway is definitely worth it hmm cool thank you (laughs) (laughs) um specifically on the subject of wonder song and you know what has come of it on those expectations as far as a response um i kind of wanted to talk about where do you see the next steps for wonder song so what's next now that you've you know you've had this uh somewhat great success from the audience that you have where where does that lead to um, well, we're definitely looking at other platforms, but I can't say anything specific. <laughs> and we're also looking, actually, so, like, what, the reason why I was five minutes late for this interview, I'm working on um, making translations possible as well. Um, translations are, I'm excited about those because there's, we have a lot of people around the world who are excited about the game. Uh, so I want to be able to, like, give it to give it to people in more languages we this game is really challenging to translate though so like there's this this it's uh, this is not even like an announcement i'm still figuring things out basically like I'm, I'm making it technically possible to translate but to actually translate it is like such a monumentous task because the word count is so huge um and yeah like we're still we're still at that like uh, we're, we're not we're not like huge huge yet so like like the the cost of translating to one language is actually like pretty significant for us 
And so we have to, like, take each one. We have to take it seriously, basically. We have to make sure that we, like, pick languages that will, like, pull a profit based on how much it costs us to, to translate. So we're still figuring that kind of stuff out. But I want to do it. So that's what we're working on right now. <laughs> and and hopefully more merch, too. I want to do more merch as well. I love merch. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're a... Yeah, we're two birds of a feather. Yeah, suck it, Josh. <laughs> everybody likes physical media. I do actually have a, a question since we're talking about the, the future plans of Wonder Song, and since you're a kind soul who loves merch as much as I do, mm. do you have any like plans uh, to possibly release Wonder Song physically, whether through something like Limited Run Games or uh, there are a couple different publishers that do it, like Sodesco or Nicholas? We are definitely interested in that possibility uh and i think that's all i can say (laughs) um you sure you don't just want to totally blow up your future plans on a podcast that nobody's gonna listen to i i don't think (laughs) so it's like everything everything everything, like like just as a blank like i yeah i love physical stuff i love merch like i want to do it all where at this point like i think everything's possible it's like the only obstacle is just like you know, contract stuff and figuring out who's the best to work with and figuring out, just like with languages, like what makes the most sense for where we are and what we can accomplish and what, like, was, you know, like what, what's worth the cost, basically. So, like, those are the questions we have. But, like, within those bounds, yeah, like, I want to do everything. So <laughs> we're going to try. <laughs> so um, I actually just randomly, like, right before we started to to do this interview i was like looking up on a bunch of different sites that i go on frequently there's merchandise on uh like fangamer.com yeah how involved were you guys actually in that do you like help design the merchandise or just basically anything behind that because i've always wondered how that worked um i like so okay because i i think (laughs) um yes i was involved and i think that i was probably involved more than most people just from talking to people about this stuff I think that I, I actually was more involved than most people usually are because I just fucking love merch so much. Um, and, like, I am a huge, like, fan gamer fan. Like, I like I, I grew up on Earthbound, and, like, when Fangamer first launched as, like, the Earthbound fan store, like, that's, like, I was, like, I was there then, and I was crazy about it then because they had the best Earthbound merch. And then, like, to see them grow into making, like, the best merch for everything and now to be making merch for Wandersong is, like, totally, like, a, out of my like totally mind-blowing dream come true kind of thing so i was just really excited to be on there and i wanted to like do it right um but the the process like they the designers they have there so like i worked with someone who worked at who worked with at fangamer as a designer basically um they they we gave them copies of the game a lot of the people on their team kind of played it and then like somebody on their team who liked it a lot kind of came back to us with some ideas of just like i want to do like a couple things in this style um and, she, and then she, you know, like basically from there was just like a iterative process. Like she'd give us sketches. I'd be like, oh, like I like this part, but can we change this part? And then she'd go back, change more things, come back to us with more ideas and more sketches and basically that. Yeah. So I was, it was like really like the designer there kind of did like all the groundwork. Like I didn't, I never like put down a brush or anything or pick any colors or anything. Like she did all the actual work. But I was always kind of, like, active in and seeing her process, seeing her designs and giving comments and, like, working together to try to make, like, the best-looking thing that we could. Yeah. Um, there were some really fun, like, this, the, the the angel pen that we have in Fangamer was a really, really fun project. Like, we had some fun questions for that. I don't know if I should... Uh, I guess I'll spoil it. I'll spoil this. I'll give you... Uh, I'll spoil this. <laughs> so we, we, we had... 
There was a really, really fun question that came up because we had two really big ideas for the pin. So we knew it was going to be like a rainbow colored pin. Um, and so we were, we weren't sure what we ended up going with was like this rainbow plating, which looks gorgeous. And I'm really happy with that decision. It's like this super reflective, like kind of gasoline spill thing where like you change the angle and the colors kind of shift. Um, but we were really close to in thinking about making it a mood ring instead so that her hair like would change colors based on like your body temperature when you touched it, um, which would have been super cool. Uh, but we didn't do it because uh, I feel like people don't touch pins very much. But I was this close to doing that, and we still might. I, I kind of want to come back to it and maybe do like a mood, like an actual ring or something with that design. Maybe I don't know. We'll see. I want to do that. Just I want to do everything. <laughs> <And yeah. laughs> Um, Trust me, if you put out a mood ring or anything else, I'll buy it. Sweet. <laughs> I, I have an issue with buying physical media. I literally bought, I have like five copies of Hyperlight Drifter because I just like the cover art of the different ones. Wow. I don't know why. I'm just a weirdo <laughs> in, in general. Um, uh, I'm yeah, making a I note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, put out five different cover arts and this kid will buy it. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> I Yeah, I asked that question just because there are different sites that have come up. Like, uh, there's Yeti, yeah. who different, they do the limited print stuff. And I've heard weird stuff about that. Like, the reason they do limited prints is so they don't get sued because they don't actually have the rights for anything. But I'm not even sure if that's true. Whoa, that's I probably that. just a rumor. But We work with Yeti as well. Yeti actually has more merch in it than Fangamer does for Wondersong. Um, I've really, really liked working with them as well. So I haven't heard that rumor. And I don't know if it, maybe it's maybe it's true. I don't know. I can't comment. But I know just, just from, from, for me as an indie working with them, they've been really good to work with. I'm, I'm really happy with like our relationship. And, and the, the merch they have there is like phenomenal as well. There you go. You just dispelled the rumor. <laughs> they, they're not. Dude, some sketchy shit underneath the table. At least not to me. <laughs> So you actually said earlier, and I didn't know this at all uh, until I – okay, this is going to sound weird. I literally just Googled you because mm. I wanted to make sure I was naming, spelling your name correctly. I don't know why. I just looked at the million times that I had spelled it, mm-hmm. but I just was like, oh, I want to Google it real quick. And then I saw, yeah, you took like a massive bike ride across the United States, and that's kind of what inspired Wondersong. Yeah. How did any of that uh, – what makes you want to – take like a massive bike ride uh, of all things good question um i don't know <laughs> i at the time like i was at like so uh i was in i was in college at the time uh and i've been working on games like already for like a lot of years and pretty much i guess i had this i had this this is feeling of like a chapter closing in my life like my apartment lease was coming up, and I was graduating from school, and my game was, like, my, my my newest, biggest game was coming out, and I was kind of like, you know, I kind of want to just, like, do something different, because <laughs> I've been I've been kind of on this one track for a long time. I really feel like I've been kind of railroaded. I railroaded myself. Like, I, I like I had kind of an eye-opening moment when we had, like, um, there's a game dev community in Philadelphia, which is, like, where I, I lived at the time. And we had this, we were organizing, like, a talent show. So it was like, oh, like, you know, we all hang out to do games, but, like, we want to do, like, a show where everyone kind of shows off their other talents and hobbies and stuff. And I was like, oh, my God, I don't have any. <laughs> like, I just don't, I just make games. So I think I kind of just wanted to, like, I don't know, branch out a bit, push myself. And there was also this feeling of just, like, like, okay, like, I didn't, I didn't actually leave expecting to finish, like, to actually bike across the whole country. 
I left like I'm gonna do a, a crazy long bike ride, you know, ostensibly across America, but in my head I was like, you know, like I, I know I, it just seems impossible. Like I'm not a biker, I'm not an athlete, I've never done this before. Like obviously I'm not gonna make it, but the point is just like to see how far I can go and like see where my limits are and just I don't know find out something about myself and I don't know just like live a different way for a bit. I don't know just do something crazy. I don't know like that. Like I guess some people will just travel to like Asia or something, but I did that instead. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you decided to take the must the the much harder route. You're yeah, like, I'm gonna take a gigantic bike ride. Yeah, that was what I did. Um, but yeah, and then yeah, it did inspire Wonder Song. So I guess it was it was like a really big life changing experience kind of thing. So I guess I guess I got what I wanted out of it. <laughs> did you just like see something while riding, or just randomly? I mean, I imagine yeah, five thousand yeah five thousand mile bike ride. You definitely have a lot to think about. But anything specific that inspired Wonder Song? Uh, not like there wasn't like a moment where I was like. I got it like I was on my bike and this thing happened and I was like I gotta make Wander Song. That didn't happen, but there was like uh, Wander Song was kind of kind of came more from like the bigger vibe and feeling of that whole adventure. I guess I would say like um, the the feeling on that on that trip was really like it, it really to me reinforced um, <laughs> like optimism. I think like the fact that I made it was just crazy. But the reason why I could was because like biking is actually not that like long distance biking is not actually that hard. Um, what, what what makes it hard is like the the mental aspect of it. Like just staying on that road and just going forward. You know, even when like it's hard and even when there's obstacles. Um, and like realizing that I could do something that I just thought was impossible totally by like sheer force of will like that was kind of like a whoa like i don't know there's something to that like it was a really like empowering discovery i guess to make about myself and the world or something um and on top of that like i went through i went through a lot of places like i mean basically everywhere i went to i was a place i'd never been to before um and i found myself like really often meeting strangers in unexpected places and just kind of like being the benefactor of like a lot of people's gener- generosity, like uh, just like just meeting lots of people, like staying with people, be, you know, like getting rides from people, and like my bike would break down on the side of the road, and someone would stop and help me. Just like all these little interactions, kind of like, because I was living this really lonely experience, I kind of was really vulnerable in a way that made me like I don't know, like I really noticed suddenly like how how many other people were out there and how helpful and nice they were, basically. Um, <laughs> And that feeling was another really big thing that I think inspired Wander Song. Like, just this feeling of like, hey, like maybe mo- like most people are actually pretty good, and like strangers are actually not that evil. They're actually really nice if you talk to them, and like most people are just friends you haven't made yet, something like that. Um, so, <laughs> like, I that was like that vibe, and I'm sure that kind of comes through. Like that was that was a really big part of it that drove a lot of the the kind of game design in Wander Song. Was just like those ideas and feelings about optimism and connectedness and being all this together and, and that kind of thing um that that's what kind of, I kind of got from the bike trip how long did it take you i sorry i'm asking so many questions about your bike trip i just <laughs> saw that i was like that's some crazy stuff yeah no it's uh it was it was five, five months i think um Ooh. yeah wow. holy crap yeah yeah it was a long time it's, i mean you get used to it though it's like like at first it's kind of like whoa this is crazy but then you kind of like adjust just it's just a different lifestyle basically like 
you move to a different schedule, your day works differently than usual, and your morning routine's different, but then pretty much it's just like, you know, I wake up and I do this thing every day. <laughs> and that kind of became normal. Yeah, it's like a morning commute, but 5,000 miles for five months. <laughs> yeah. You never do. Oof. I don't know. I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> I just, yeah, I definitely don't think I could either. You're yeah. like, oh, yeah, it's it's easy riding a bike. I'm like, dude, I, well, I, I, mean, I, I, I didn't, I didn't think like I could either. Minutes. I didn't think I'll I could take... either. I'll so. take playing Wonder Song for the message, the optimistic message out of that ride, <laughs> rather than the ride. Yeah, yeah sure. I guess we're yeah. just gonna take the shortcut. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> like that's like the the smoothie. It's like it's all blended up, and you just get this nice little smooth drink of Wonder Song, without all the the rough skin and and cores and seeds. Seeds? What? <laughs> I think that was a bad metaphor. Oh, gotcha. I was I honestly thought for a second you were being literal. Oh, no. Just like, yeah, no, there's a lot of seeds. No. There's a lot of plants in the U.S. It's well, there crazy. are. There are, actually, if you, if you didn't know. But no, that's not what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so I did just have, like, a couple more. I mean, since we're on the topic of mm. seeds, uh, how do you feel about candy corn? Uh, oh, my God. Thumbs down. Is it terrible? Yeah, I'm going to answer this question. I'm going to ask him this question, Thumbs Josh, down. Thumbs I down. Really need to know. It's a thumbs down Thumbs down! That's what I'm talking about, baby! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> candy corn sucks. Yeah. If anybody likes candy corn, they're just a crazy person. <laughs> I think it's okay to like it, but I, I just disagree with you. That's all. There's that optimism. <laughs> yeah. Positive, <laughs> that right. positive message. Yeah. <laughs> I had to ask. There's a I I can't really say a debate because he's mostly trounced. But there's a guy we write with at Parallax who thinks candy corn's good. He's like okay with candy corn. Oh, wait, 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 wait! I'm okay with candy corn. Like I'll eat it if it's there. You know, like I, I what? It's, <laughs> what? <laughs> I just think like if you put it next to pretty much any other candy, like it doesn't come out looking good. But like. In a vacuum, yeah, like, I'll eat candy corn. Like, it's not, it's not, like, bad, I guess. I don't know. It's just candy's so good. It's like, why would you have candy corn? All right, follow-up question. Somebody pulls a random strand of licorice out of their pocket and a closed bag of candy corn. Which one are you going to eat? I would take the candy corn. You gotta, you I want. would take the candy corn. What? Yeah, I hate uh, licorice. But I, I don't think, oh, I, I, guess it's I don't think licorice question. is bad. I, I know that people like it, and I think I, I respect that opinion. Like I'm, I'm sure like licorice like on the objective list is probably higher than candy corn. But for me personally, I like candy corn better than licorice. So yeah, that's where What's I'm at. What's your favorite candy? My favorite candy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh man, right now I'm really into um, Cadbury mini eggs. If you know about those, like I'm. Oh yeah. Fucking crazy yeah, about stuff. them. Like with like the the hard crunchy shell. Yeah. Oh my god. That's like I have a problem with those. So somebody pulls a Cadbury mini egg out of their pocket. Yeah. <laughs> Unwrapped. It's just kind of weird altogether. It's kind of melty. Yeah. Candy corn. Which one are you going to eat? Well, the melt, <laughs> yeah, no, the melted mini egg for sure. I'm down. I'm down there for pocket go. food. I'm down for floor food. I'm down for all of it. Like my immune system is, is jacked up to 9,000. You know, like I'm not, I'm not worried about that. I want that mini egg. That's, that's where I'm at on yeah, that one. Yeah. There's no judgment here, dude. Yeah. I eat pocket food all the time. No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so since we're on the topic of your favorite things okay. uh, what what would you say your favorite video game is just uh, in general earthbound do you have one my favorite yeah i say earthbound is like my go-to answer for like favorite I game see. ever yeah not it's not like i play it all the time or anything but i it's just like exists in my soul as like a thing that like i don't know <laughs> it's just there it's just with me forever so 
Uh, yeah, Earthbound. <laughs> nice. This is a good. That's a, a good answer. I actually recently just randomly got into Earthbound uh, because of watching like the history of videos mm. for Earthbound, and I was like, "What? This game is crazy!" So of course, being myself, I had to go buy the physical stuff for it. So I bought like the okay. amiibos of of yeah, right. I bought the amiibos and everything well. for yeah. I just, I had to. Uh, how do you feel about Undertale then? Because Undertale took, like, massive, uh, it, it was obviously inspired by mm. Earthbound. Have you played it? or? Oh, yeah. I played the shit out of it. It was it was another, it was an inspiration for Wondersong as well, for sure. I actually, like, I, so I'm, I was a really big fan of Homestuck for a long time. I knew about Toby Fox because he did music for Homestuck. Um, and I saw his Kickstarter for Undertale back when he was doing it. And I actually, this is, um, like, so before, like, before that, like, I'd already done, so, I, okay, I'm a really big Earthbound fan, I make RPGs inspired by Earthbound, like, all the time, I even see, I see Wondersong as kind of, like, in that lineage, or whatever, um, but so, like, I had done, like, my, my big JRPG about ghosts, Phantasmaburbia, and that was, like, my, like, love letter to Earthbound game that I did, and it didn't do, it was, like, you know, like, a little, like, niche, like, RPG game that people played, and whatever, and so when I saw Toby Fox did his Undertale Kickstarter, and I saw it was doing really well because, like, all these Homestuck people found it or whatever. And I said to myself, I remember, I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm actually going to not back this Kickstarter because I'm really worried that, like, his entire audience is going to be these people who found it through Homestuck. And then when his game comes out, like, he's going to have a really hard time because no one really likes, like, niche Earthbound fan JRPGs anymore. And so it might not do that well. And he might, like, think that his Kickstarter is, like, he might think because his Kickstarter is going to do really well but I bet it won't. So I'm going to wait till the game comes out and I'll buy it on day one to like support him on his, on when, on his launch day when like he really needs it. Cause Kickstarter, it's like you do, you get the money now. And then like three years later, it's like you're out of money and you, you need the game launch to do well. So I was like, I'm going to help him like when, when he needs it, when the game comes out. Cause he already, he already passed his goal and stuff. It was like, you know, like he definitely had enough to make the game. So I was like, yeah, I'll do that. Like that's, that's gonna be like my solid for like the undertale guy. And then I was, like, the most wrong I've ever been in my entire life about anything <laughs> in, in the long run, it turns out. But, yeah, I played it. it I, I, I could say I, I'm almost willing to say that I, I played it before it was cool because I got it, like, right when, like, the like the minute it came <laughs> out. And I played it, like, that day. And I was like, this is great. And then I, and I was like, okay, cool. That was a great Earthbound fan game that I liked a lot. And then, like, a week later, it was like, holy shit. Yeah. Everyone's just talking about it. You're like, well... That just happened. Yeah, basically. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I love Undertale. I love a lot about it. And like the, like what, like what I love most about it, like, so, I mean, I don't, I, I see it as a totally different kind of beast from, from Earthbound, but I, I really love how it marries, um, like the storytelling and the gameplay a lot. Like that was something that I thought a lot about for like, that was like kind of like a, I don't know, like a, like for, like for Wonder Song, like that, like that was something I drew inspiration on a lot. Like that specifically, I was just like, oh, like I love like how they solved some of these problems, and I just like when I when I had like challenges in Wonder Song, I would sometimes think about like, oh, like how would Undertale solve this kind of problem? Like what would they do to communicate this? And that sometimes helped me a lot. <laughs> I for some reason I, I didn't expect so much to go into a video game, but it makes so much more sense now because <laughs> right. there's the the like whole topic coming up recently with uh, crunch and everything about how people don't necessarily know how video games are made mm. and they don't know the people behind them. And some people just don't want to know. Mm. They don't want that like curtain, I guess, pulled away. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, hearing you talk about all these inspirations for Wondersong kind of blows my mind. Cause I'm like, wow, 
There's a lot that goes into making a game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is. It's true. You're like, yeah, that was obvious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 I guess. Yeah, I guess if you don't know, you don't know. But it's true. Like, it, it is a lot of work. Yeah. So uh, something that I think Josh and I were both wondering is, since we're kind of like on the work of indie games, um, indie games in general, I, I don't know how hard it is to find somebody to publish your indie game. Mm. Uh, but how is it like being a part of Humble Bundle Studios? Like. Could you tell us anything about that? Um, well, it's been good for us. I'll say that. Um, like, <laughs> it's been a good. It's been like they they helped us out a lot. The game wouldn't have come out on Switch without their help at all. And in fact, like they taught like when like the the whole process of, of working with them was like like when there was a time when we were basically running we were basically out of money and I needed to find someone to help fund it. And at that time, I was not trying to do consoles like at all. I was because well because I didn't have any money and it cost a lot. So I was just, like, looking for, like, I want somebody to just give me, like, you know, like, a little bit of money just to pay my rent for, like, three more months so I can finish this game and launch it on PC like I always wanted to, and that's it. Like, easy, right? It should be easy. It's not that much, but um, it was really hard. And uh, Humble was, like, they, they worked with us really, they were basically just really awesome. They were really nice, and they gave us more than, they, they basically, like, gave us more than we wanted to take and then also helped us do a lot more than we were planning to do. So, like, the console port to go to Switch and all that was totally, like, became, happened because we published with them. And, like, uh, I'm really grateful because, yeah, the Switch sales are, like, this, just in general, Switch has been, like, huge for our game. Like, it's a huge part of what, what I think has been for, like, good for our audience and stuff. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really grateful for that. And, yeah, I mean, like, they're just, uh, they got lots of money. <laughs> so, awesome. needed that. Um, and, like... <laughs> I, I, it's, it's nice having like um i guess like humble compared to other publishers like devolver for example like humble doesn't have the same kind of like clout or brand or label kind of like that that devolver does or like annapurna for example like these are publishers that like have a really specific personality and it's like a game comes out and you're like oh well devolver is publishing it that must mean that it's good you know like no one really has that for humble necessarily but like they have a lot of resources and um, connections and a lot of money, and so it was just like for what like what, what we needed, which is just like I have this game, people already love it, like they're gonna love it no matter what. It doesn't really matter who publishes it. I just need resources to like do what I want to do, and they provided that in like spades. So that was good. Yeah. <laughs> All right then. <laughs> I- yeah, I I actually didn't know that Humble Bundle like actually published games until seeing like the the title screen of Wonder Song and it was like Humble Bundle. Yeah. I'm like what the Yeah, That's some crazy stuff right there. Good game.
did you talk to like a, a bunch of different publishers? You said like while talking to them, you realized how weird it was. <laughs> did you go through like we talk, I don't know? We talked to a number. Yeah, um, like I mean, there were a few like right off like like for example, Devolver is one we didn't talk to for like for reasons I think would be obvious. Like it's just right off the bat, it's like there's like there's just there's obviously that we're not a good fit for them because <laughs> we're just so far from what they do. Um, so like we taught we your like, game's not sarcastic. <laughs> yeah, it's not sarcastic and there's no violence and it's not like edgy or anything. I don't know. Like once once I really started getting into it, just like okay, like who would I work with on this game? Like the list was really, really small. <laughs> like just right off the bat. And then yeah, like just yeah, like it it the making a game that's different for other games, I guess, that's just like part of the challenge of it is like you're trying to like do something weird and new and like there doesn't exist infrastructure for that. Like there's no there's no publisher who makes Wander Song, right? I mean, now there is, but there wasn't before we made it. <laughs> so yeah, there aren't many publishers that are willing to roll the dice on yeah, something. Yeah, they, they want something like comfortable. Yeah, I guess basically. Yeah. So well, I'm glad there's at least somebody out there rolling the dice. Yeah, <laughs> I am too. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty much all the questions I have for you today. I mean, I'm really happy about this interview. I learned a lot. Do you have any more questions, Josh? No, I think we covered everything we wanted to go through. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. I guess I have one last question. Have you ever tried a game called Laser League? Oh, my God. Is it your favorite game ever? Laser League? Yeah. Uh, I've never heard of it. Is it just the best game ever? What? It's crazy. It's just sweeping the nation. It's such a interesting game you yeah it's a joke among uh, us but <laughs> it was like a free playstation plus game last month and now it's just kind of become a thing but yeah thank you so much for doing this interview with us sure yeah thanks thanks for uh thanks for having me on and thanks for the questions and thanks for letting me ramble for so long i actually really enjoy listening to people ramble which is kind of an odd thing to enjoy so <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> Cool. Was, and I think I just found a best friend because you like physical media as much as I do. So, heyo, do you want to you want to co-host this podcast with me? And we could ditch Josh. He doesn't like physical stuff. I guess stuff. I'm done. Huh? That's all it took. Uh, I'm I'm really busy, unfortunately. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> so I guess you're stuck with Josh. Um, yeah. Oh damn. I guess what? that makes sense. If I'm I gotta cross my fingers for that physical release of Wonder Song, so I guess I can't recruit you to my indie <laughs> games podcast. But mm-hmm. well, yeah, thank you so much for being on. That's that's yeah, that's about all I have. Cool, <laughs> cool. Okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna head out then. Yeah, Sweet. sounds good. I hope you have a great day. Yeah, you too. Thanks for the interview, and good luck with the rest of the podcast. Thanks, man. Thanks. Bye, bye. <laughs>